Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! I'm just excited uh, to bring God's Word to you today. Uh, I really believe this is something that the Lord has deposited in my heart. And I believe there's something God wants to share and wants to encourage and inspire us with this morning. Cool. How many of you remember this year's, our church, our team for this year? Man, well done, well done. <laughs> I'm just going to read it for the benefit of those who just may not remember or maybe you're new today. Just our team for this year is Heaven Rules and it's taken from Daniel chapter 4, verse 26. It says, I'll just read that, that passage. It says, that scripture, it says, But the stumps and the roots of the tree were left in the ground. That means that you will receive your kingdom back again when you learn that heaven rules. This was the God's word to King Nebuchadnezzar uh, about his kingdom and how king um, and about his kingdom. And here we want to take that scripture again and we learn that heaven rules means God reigns over everything. Amen. Whether we feel it or not, whatever we feel our lives are at the moment, God reigns over everything. But that's the truth. But how many of us, if you're honest right now, don't feel that over your lives? That's, we, we know God's truth, but how many of us can feel like, oh God, I'm not really feeling that you reign and you rule over my life right now. How many of you can f- relate to that? You know, I, I'm going through that season right now. I'm like, God, I know you rule, I know you reign, but God, I'm struggling to understand and recognize that you reign. And even as I was meditating about it, God began to teach me and God began to drop this um, scripture in my heart and how he, he's, he, he's just encouraged me that he has dropped, he has given us actually the tools to make heaven a reality, you know, to help us to give us the extra grace to go through different seasons of our lives so that we indeed can believe that and truly trust that heaven rose. So that brings me to my topic for today or my title of my sermon for today, which is Use Your Voice. So I was just thinking about it, right? How many of you know today in the world that we live in, having a voice has become really important? You know, uh, how many of you, when you've been to universities, there's that pressure of you to speak up at tutorials? How many of you been there before? (laughs) You know, um, I remember going for my first time, not prepared, going for university tutorial. And then then when the tutors were like, so what do you think? And I was like, shucks, did not prepare, look down. And... My class at that day, everybody did not prepare and all of us looked down because the tutor was not, was not amused so got a bit of a scolding from the tutor. But how many of you know that, that, that having be, um, being able to share something or speak something is very important at tutorials as well? I'm sure the bar students especially can relate to that. Uh, how many of you, or maybe when you go out for job interviews, you cannot just stay silent, isn't it? You need to impress, so you need to show and you need to talk about yourself. Or how many of you have been for um, job interviews here? There is assessment centers, and they put you in a group of how many people? 10, 15, 20? And how you stand out is you have to talk. You have to show that, oh, I'm outspoken, I have good ideas. And that's that pressure to speak out as well. Even though many of us at our jobs as well, isn't it? Uh, you go for a meeting, although you have great ideas in your head, but you have to say something. You know, I remember at, at, at work that day that, that um, my boss was asking, have you done this before? I was like, shucks, I haven't. And then someone next to me, yeah, I have. And they were talking on and on. I was like, 
I kind of done something like that, but I've not done something like that, so I had to wing it. Uh, but that was that pressure on me to show that, oh, I actually know stuff and I actually have to speak out even though I don't really know what I'm talking about, but that's that pressure. How many of you go through that at work as well? And even that in the world that we live in today, that is that pressure, that it's that, that need, that, that's great, that you know, people are now speaking more, more out against social injustice, against climate change, and that's that, that, that need or the emphasis on speaking out. And even I was talking to my friends who have kids nowadays and they were telling me like her daughter is seven or six or seven years old around that age and she's telling me like her daughter's really quiet and um, the, her teacher at her primary school is telling her, oh, your daughter's really quiet. We're quite concerned about her. And I was like, okay, it's just a kid. <laughs> and then the daughter, the teacher said, maybe you need to bring your child for therapy. And, and my friend was obviously very upset. <laughs> And then she was like, but I was really quiet as a kid as well. I was like, yeah, I was really quiet as a kid as well. And that's that pressure. And I hear even um, at work, people say, oh, my kids are really quiet right now. I'm concerned. I hope she doesn't grow up quiet. And it's almost that, that, that pressure or that the world's placing importance about using your voice, about speaking out. But if the world has places, and God began to show me, if God, if the world has places so much importance about speaking out, what about using our voice? In our, life, in our spiritual life, about using our voice in our walk with God. That's why it brings me to my topic for today. It says, using your voice. God has given us a voice to help us even through seasons of life that we are in. You know, whether we are going through, you know, where we're really going on a mountain high, where we're really seeing God reigns and we're like, yeah, I'm on a mountain high with God. Or maybe some of us are going through different valleys and it feels like, God, I really want to trust you that you reign. But I'm in that valley right now and I'm struggling to see where you are, God. It's just mountains high above us. And God wants to begin to help us and God has given us that voice and given us tools in our lives as well to enable us to go through the battle, to enable us to continue to trust and have faith in Him. So that, my, that brings me to my first point for today is use your voice to praise God. And I love how Sun Tao shared this morning. We wasn't planned, by the way. Um, but he shared that how the psalmist wrote in Psalm 20, 40, Psalms 42, the psalmist said that he was down. He was downcast. But he, he goes on and said, but I will continue to praise God. Amen? So why don't we turn to Scripture this morning and read from one of the most you know, notable accounts in the Bible of how praise, how two, two heroes of the Bible use praise to overcome their circumstances. So let's all turn to Acts chapter 16, verse 16. It was Acts chapter 16, verse 22. If you guys have your Bible, give me a. If you guys have your Bibles, please turn it there. If not, there's a screen behind. The words are flashed out on the screen behind you. Cool. How many guys are there already? Give me a shout. All there? Cool. I'm just going to read from the screen. It says that a multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. So this is talking about rods, uh, um, Paul and Silas. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their, their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and suddenly and the prisoners were listening to them. 
Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loose. And the keeper of the prison, awakening from sleep, and seeing that the prison doors opened, supposing, supposing that prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called out with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we all are here. Then he called out for a light, ran in and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and saying, Sirs, what must I do to be safe? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be safe, you and your household. Verse 32. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. Amen. How many of you were blessed by that word just now? And, then I, and, and if you read that account of scripture, Paul and Silas clearly were not on a mountain high. They were in prison. They were doing the right thing. If you read, go back to scripture before that, they were doing the right thing. They actually, in fact, before that, had cast a demon out of a girl. And, they were, and her master was really angry because she that. She was using that, that girl to, use, to make money for him. Yeah. And here, you, here he is. Paul and Silas were not doing the right thing. They were doing the right thing, but yet they got thrown in prison. Yeah. If you look at it, if I was them, I was like, oh God, really? You reign? Really? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here in dungeon. I'm here with beaten. I'm here stripped. I'm here, put my, my legs put in stocks. But yet the Bible accounts that, accounts that Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns at midnight. And I want to encourage us again today, the power of praise in our life. You know, why praise? I love what Pastor Nikki shared this morning. God has done it all for us again. You know, if there's nothing else to praise, by the one thing we can so much praise is He has done it all for us. I love the account of the prodigal, of the father running to his prodigal son. And that's the image of Jesus, and that's the mirror image of Jesus coming to us, of wanting to save, have who have saved us, of that gift that He has given to us. But praise is so much powerful, more so it's powerful in our lives. Number one is praise brings about or helps us to recognize the presence of God in our lives. I believe here, even as Paul and Silas were praying and praising, there was a presence of God that filled that prison. Here in the Bible, it says, and the prisoners were listening. You know, if you, no, not, I hope that none of us have been to prison, but, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. It was midnight. People probably were sleeping. But yet, there was something about praise that must have filled the room, that have, must have drawn in the presence of God, that must have filled the room, and pe- that, that, that it says that the prisoners were actually listening. What it is, praise brings about the presence of God. You know, why do we come here on a Sunday morning together? We, you know, we come to praise so that we, even as we praise, God's presence falls in. It helps us to sense the presence of God even more. You know, in Psalms 22, it says that God enthrones in the people in the praises of Israel. You know, it says that even if, it says even in James 4 verse 8, you don't have to turn to it. It says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. And there's something, there's something about the presence of God. There's something powerful about the presence of God. I mean, you can agree with that. You know, in Psalm 16, verse 11, it says, the psalmist says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. You know, whether what you're going through in His presence, there is fullness of joy. So can I encourage you, there is something about God's presence when you come. You know, how many of you have come in worship and you feel that peace? You know, you feel, oh, I don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I feel that peace. 
And that's not because of music. Sometimes we think it's our emotions playing tricks on us. Or sometimes we think, oh, it's a good song. I really like that song. And I feel comforted by that song. But no, it's not that. But it is the presence of God. You know, it is the presence of God. Even as we sing, even as we praise Him, God draws near to us. God is enthroned in our praises. And God comes in and gives us that peace. God comes in and gives us that joy. God comes in and gives us that hope. God comes in and gives us that healing. Amen. There's so much power in God's presence. You know, that's why Moses said in the Old Testament, God, if you're not with us, if your presence doesn't go with us, God, I don't want to move forward or backward. And how much or how, I mean, there's so much power, isn't it? And I, cre- I want us to desire for God's presence even more. I want us to be hungry for God's presence even more because it's, God loves us so much that it's not even for His benefit, it's for our benefit. Amen. Another thing that praise does is praise enlarges our perception of God. You know, God is so big. But how many of you know that sometimes when we go through problems, sometimes our problems can come bigger than God. But when we come in and we sing praises to Him, we can sing and when we sing God is big, when we sing God, you're so good, God, you are bigger than every mountain I can imagine. It magnifies our purpose. It magnifies who God is in our lives. It ma- it, our problem becomes smaller. God becomes bigger. And I think that's what happened with Paul and Silas. You know, even as they were singing, even as they were in their dungeon, even they were in prison, even they were beaten, there was something within them that must have compelled. It must be the Holy Spirit compelling them to sing to sing praises to Him. So even though despite the circumstances that are in, how many of you can tell, I mean, all of us will know it's horrible circumstances to be in. And if you say on the natural, there's no way out. You're in dungeon, you're in prison. Where else can I go from here? But there's no way out, isn't it? But yet they declared praises unto Him. So how many of you can agree like, wow, God, even as we sing, God, you know, God is so good, you know, God doesn't need our praises. In Revelation, it says that He has people, angels singing to Him day and night, probably with really beautiful voices. He doesn't need our voices, but yet He, even in our worship for Him, His desire is not to be, He's not an egoistical God, but His desire, even as He's so good that even as we worship, He helps us and comes into our problems to help us to realize how big He is. That's how much God loves us. You know, it's not for Him, it's for us actually. And that's how much God loves us. So even as we praise, even as we sing today, I pray that all of us, even as we come and praise, we will come in even though we might feel really small this morning. Even though the mount, our valleys might feel really low this morning. But even I pray, even as we sing and worship, even as we praise and worship, God will become bigger. God will become, God is the God that breaks the chains. God is the one that frees, flee, or opens the prison doors. And I pray that we will take courage and even as we praise, we will take courage that is the God that we serve and the Holy Spirit will begin to give you the truth, will even help you to magnify and realize that God is that God, that God is so big, even much more bigger than we can ever imagine. Amen? And that's the power of praise. So if that praise is so powerful, can I ask you this question then to myself this morning? How's my praise this morning? How's my praise today? Sorry. Are we going to be like Paul and Silas that we take courage example from and praise him? 
are we going to let circumstance overwhelm us? How are we going to praise this morning? What's our praise this morning? You know, um, I, I always imagine Paul and Silas in that prison, were they singing loudly? Probably. They were in a dungeon. The Bible says at midnight, at the darkest hour, so to say. But the prisoners were listening. There must be something about their praise that touched heaven, that God will come in and intervene. There must be something about their praise this morning that had touched God's heart. So can I ask you, me and myself included, how's our praise? What's your praise this morning? How's your praise this morning? How's my praise this morning? Even as we sang this morning, did I worship God with my very best? Did I worship God with the praise that He deserved? In spite of my circumstances, did I worship God and did I learn to know to declare that God is good? So can I encourage you? Let's take stock of that. It's not here. It's a message just to encourage us. It's not about here this morning, on a Monday, on a Tuesdays to Saturdays, in our rooms, in our house, in our apartments. How is our praise to God? Is it just, oh, God, hmm, okay. But, or are we learning to declare the praises of God this morning? You know, I, I did a study on the word praise um, in Hebrew. Uh, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of meanings but I'm going to share some of the meanings that I've learned. You know, today we sang hallelujah. Do you know the meaning of the base word of hallelujah? The, big, the first part is called halal. And it says, can I just read it to you? It says here, to be praised, to shine, to boast, to rave, to celebrate, to be foolish. That's the base word of hallelujah. But even as we sang, I was like, God, do, am I shining about you this morning? Am I using my voice to rave about you this morning? Am I using my voice to be foolish about you this morning? And that's, my, that's the praise that God deserves. You know, another word for, sing, uh, for praise is called Tehillah. It says to sing out loud. Another one is called Shabbat. It says to shout, to address in a loud tone, to command, to triumph. These are all different, and there are many different base words of praise. Other words are to kneel, to raise our hands in adoration, in, to, to give thanks to God, to sing to God with musical instruments, to, to different meanings about it. But I want to just emphasize on the three that I've shared about. If that's the meaning of praise, are we using our voice to praise Him this morning? Are we using our voice to shine, to boast, to be foolish about Him? You know, I, I'm not dissing anyone here, but I, I'm always reminded by myself when we watch sports, even on sports day on Saturday, all of us be screaming. I remember Sean was at that rounders and he was like, run, run, run. And I was like, Sean, we were like, we're running, Sean, chill. But that's that, that, that excitement, isn't it? When we do sports, even sports that I'm not a sports person, I got excited as well. But I'm just reminded again, what about God? If we sing that the God is the one that gives us His presence, if the God is the one, God is the God who opens up prison doors, the one who set us free, are we singing the praise? Are we giving Him the praise we deserve with our voice? Are we being foolish for Him? Are we praising Him? No, I love what again Sun Tao shared this morning. You know, maybe some of us are feeling down. Maybe some of us circumstance life just sometimes happens, and maybe we are down. But the psalmist says, I will put my hope in the Lord and I will praise Him again. So I pray, you know, maybe later we'll take some time out to worship. 
But I pray even if there, that's you this morning and you, you're struggling and maybe you feel like, God, I, I know heaven's ruling, I know heaven rules, but I don't feel it. But can I encourage you later in an act of faith, we will declare it by faith again and we will praise Him with what the Bible says, to praise Him with our all, to praise Him with a shout, to be foolish, to, to just boast and shine about our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So number one is this, let's use our voice to praise God. Amen. The next point is this. Let's use our voice to confess the word of God. Wow. Now, before I elaborate on this point, why don't we all turn to Ezekiel 37, verse 1 to 14. Guys, still with me? Amen. Guys there? Let's read this. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set, this is Ezekiel, it says, and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say, O oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord to this bone, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I'll put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly there was a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord of God, come from the four winds, O breathe, and breathe on this slain, that they might live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hopes is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and said to them, Thus says the Lord, Behold, O my people, I will open up your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and performed it, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Wow. How many of you can do what Ezekiel did? <laughs> I don't think I... I don't know. <laughs> but there's power. Here, is, even as we read from Ezekiel, there's power in confessing even the word of God. You know, many of times, sometimes we think of it in our head. As I was, sorry, going back a bit. As I was sharing you, right, as I was in my office this morning, I was that pressure to speak up, right? And sometimes, you know, when we, I mean, maybe for those of you who are especially more quiet by nature, sometimes in a meeting, you have the answers in your head, but you don't dare say it. And then when someone says it, you're like, I knew that answer. <laughs> you're like, I knew it. I, I kind of knew it, but you can't say, actually, I knew it. People think, then people think, really, yeah, right. See, that, then there's power in confession, right? Even in a basic 
work, even at a basic university or academic meeting. But what more when we have power, even as we learn to confess God's word? You know, that, and I believe that it's not just enough for us. And sometimes we think, oh God, I wish this, I, I believe this. But there's so much power, more power when we actually say it out. Sometimes, how many of you have been there before? You wish for something, you hide it in your heart, but you don't dare say it because the moment you say it, it becomes more real. I mean, I've been there, I've been there. Sometimes there are things you're like, oh, I really want this, God, but I don't dare say it. For maybe some of us, like, I don't want to jinx it. Or sometimes you're like, oh, the moment I say it, it becomes more real, isn't it? And sometimes I believe that God wants us to begin to prophesy or speak His word by faith. You know, I believe if you go back to the story of creation, God created by saying, He spoke the words, let there be light, let there be this. God is so powerful, he could have easily just taught it and it would still be about. But God here was demonstrating the power of confession, the power of speaking out loud His word. So many of times I'm like that, I think it in my heart, I think it in my head, and I'm like, okay, that's it, God, I have faith. But I believe that God is saying to us today, there's so much more power when we learn to confess it. There's so much more. There's, actually, it makes us more vulnerable when we confess it. But God is saying today, hey, I've given you a voice. Let's use it. Let's use it to prophesy the word of God. Again, again here, as we read in Ezekiel, God brought him to the valley of dry bones. Again, is heaven ruling? <laughs> valley of dry bones. <laughs> and the, the Bible says it was very dry bones. It's not just dry bones. It's extremely dry bones. It looks dead, isn't it? It is on the face of it dead. And yet God tells Ezekiel, prophesy into this. Prophesy breath. Prophesy life into these dry bones. And God is saying to us today, how many of us are going through different situations where we need a breakthrough? Or maybe we need God to come through and God saying, will you confess? But I'm not asking you to confess like a new age thing. But confess what? Confess the word of God. Ezekiel didn't just confess anything. He, confess, he, he prophesied as the Lord commanded him to. So what is God's word for us this morning in your situation? Maybe on the face of it, it is like the valley of dry bones. Maybe on the face of it, it feels dead. That's what bones signify. Or maybe on the face of it, God feels almost impossible. But yet God comes in and says, what does my word say? Will you prophesy? Will you speak my word into it? Will you speak again and learn to confess that? That takes a lot of vulnerability, but that God, God has given us that voice. And, I, and I've learned one thing, right? We all of us can use, all of us, myself, not you, well, myself, I always like tell Pastor Day, oh, I don't know whether I can, or I'm not sure whether I can do it, or will God come true? I, use that, I can use that same energy to doubt God and ask questions, which God is fine with, but at the same time, I can use the energy as well to confess the word of God. Same energy needed. Same faith sort of <laughs> needed. But what am I using my voice for? Am I using it to just, mm, I don't know whether it will happen? Or am I using it to say by faith, God, I believe your word says this. God, even though it's the valley of dry bones right now, even though I don't know what's happening right now, but yet I will command, I will speak, I will confess into that situation, your promises, your word for me. So what it is, 
We need to, again, before we can do that, we need to understand and learn the word of God for ourselves. You know, sometimes we just, oh, I, I think I heard that word. But no, 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 go back and learn. Go back and read again the word of God. What's God's personal promise for you? Well, I always share this. Uh, some of you know this. I, I'm really scared of flying, right? <laughs> I hate flying. I love traveling, but I hate flying. So I have a love-hate affair when I go on holidays. I'm really excited to go on holiday, but... <laughs> so getting on a plane, I'm terrified, right? Um, and I, I think I shared this a couple of years before I got, one day gave me that revelation that's nothing to be scared of, and it was through the word of God. But this, it was, I thought, yay, I'm healed. And we went for a holiday recently. My whole same panic I, get, I go through before I go on holiday. And this time around when we're on the plane, right, uh, I normally sit next to Pastor Dave, and I refuse to sit by the window seat because I'm really scared. But this time around, the plane was full, and they separated us. He, um, he was by one window seat, and I was by another window seat. And then the flight that we were taking was a very old plane. <laughs> and I was like, gosh, God, I really, really am scared. Um, I'm always praying, like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm terrified. But what do I do, right? I'm reminded again, like, sometimes I'll be checking my time, okay, how long do I have to take this flight? And I'm scared. I'm really genuinely scared, right? But what do I do in that circumstance? And I remember again, yeah, but God didn't God give you that breakthrough? Then what do I do? I speak the word of God over into that situation. I speak God's promises into that situation. And do I get scared when on my return flight home? Yeah, I do. And sometimes we need to learn and speak it again and again and again. You know, there are times where we'll feel scared over different things, where we might feel despair over different things, but then we speak it again and again and again. And after that flight, Pastor gave to me, oh, were you scared? That flight looked like it was like going up. I was like, yes, I was. <laughs> but do I let fear overcome me or do I let the Word of God work, dictate how I'm feeling? So can I encourage you today? If the, let's use our voice again to confess the word of God. You know, even though it's a valley of dry bones, but let us begin to confess the word of God. Let us begin to use faith to confess the word of God into our situations. Amen? <coughs> Sorry. No, even as I close this morning, the two stories or the two scriptures that we read, one from Paul and Silas and one from Ezekiel, both of these looked like it was a doomed situation, isn't it? And yet God asks us to praise God asks us to speak by faith, to confess His word by faith. And, I, and, I was, and just to summarize it, what is all this? Being able to praise even when we're in prison, so to say. Even, even to confess the word of God even when a situation feels difficult or impossible. It requires us to praise by faith. It requires to us to speak by faith. And even as I was closing up this morning, God began to show me, Maybe some of us are going through that season and you feel like, God, I, I know what I'm supposed to praise. God, I know what I'm supposed to do. But I, I just don't have it within me anymore. I feel almost like that valley of really, really dry bones. Even as we shared, even as we sang this morning, I don't feel that I can do it. And God wants to encourage us this morning that He wants to give us a little bit more faith this morning. Yeah. He wants to deposit faith for us to be in that, that faith to press on, faith to praise, faith to believe and confess the word of God. You know, can I get just the worship team up this morning?
Bible says that faith pleases God, isn't it? So, you know, why? I just want us to close our eyes this morning, even as I close this. Even as we choose to praise, even as we choose to use our voice to confess the word of God, sometimes it, takes, it is a declaration of faith. And God, want, God loves our faith this morning. God loves our faith. Or maybe there's some of you here this morning, even as we learn that our team is heaven rules, but it really feels, doesn't feel like it. And even as we talk about having faith or confessing or declaring the word of God, you feel like you don't have it within you anymore. You don't feel like, God, I don't even have that, that. I don't have it anymore to even do that. And God wants to come in this morning into your situation. God wants to come in this morning and just deposit, help you to have that faith this morning. Lord, if that's you, why don't you just lift up your hands and surrender to Him, asking Him for more, more of Him. It, it, maybe it feels really like the valley of dry bones. It feels really, really, really dry. Or it feels like you're in a prison where your feet is stuck to the ground, you're, you're beaten, and you feel like you have no more energy. But all you need this morning is Him. Just one touch from Him so that we can press on a little, we can take next step into next week to praise Him. Amen. If that's you, why don't you raise your hand by faith? Father God, we thank you again for your word. We thank you that you have given us weapons, we have given us tools to press on even in seasons where it's difficult. God, I pray for different ones here with hands lifted up. Maybe different ones here are going through very difficult seasons in their life where it feels like a valley of dry bones or it feels like they're in prison where the situation around there feels like a four walls that is closing in. I pray for different ones here this morning that you will begin to, first of all, Holy Spirit, I ask for a fresh touch of you upon them. Not just them, my hands lifted up, but everyone here. All of us need more of you, God. All of us need more of you, Holy Spirit. And I pray for those with their hands lifted up, I pray that you will begin to encourage them. You begin to shower them, give them, hold it, give, pour more, give them more faith this morning. Give them that faith to press on, to trust to praise you, to have that strength to praise you, to have that strength to confess, to declare your promises are yes and amen. God, I pray for more of you in this place this morning. God, I pray that you begin to encourage different ones here. You begin to speak brief. You begin to form new skin and new muscle and sinew and brief your breath of fresh air, your breath of the Holy Spirit into everyone this morning. That, that we can hear from you this morning, that we can experience you. One touch from you, God, is all that we need. One, 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 just, just being in your presence is all that we need to press on, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, why don't we begin to praise God? Maybe some of us here, maybe it's that next act of faith, that, that step of faith that we need to take to praise Him like how we've learned to give Him the praise, to rave about Him, to boast about Him.
and God will begin to come. I pray that all God will begin to come and shake, open up the doors of your prison to breathe in fresh air, to break the chains, to make a way when there is no way. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.